And then... We finished the second week. We finished second week with another innovation. Innovation because it is supposedly a choral concert, but it will have much more than just a choral work, which, by the way, is going to be a mass by Joseph Haydn, uh, Lord Nelson Mass. Lord Nelson Mass. Uh, however, in addition to that, uh, we decided that Stuart Goodyear could play choral fantasy by Beethoven just to add to our Beethoven festival. Mm -hmm. So, and that will be a great addition to our choral. Concert. It's kind of like when you make a donation and you get the tote bag. Here you get three concertos and a choral fantasy as a right. bonus. Exactly. So it does tie yeah. into our theme. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. And there will be another piece of Joseph Hyde which is not very well known. It is a motet. It's called Ariadna from Naxos. And it was written um, for mezzo-soprano or alto. Or it could be sang by castrato. We're fresh out of those. Are we? Yes. Okay, and so we're going to have wonderful mezzo-soprano Janine Howley. Also, long-time friend and performer of Peninsula Music Festival. Absolutely. So she is coming back to do that. Now, when Haydn wrote it, uh, he finished the uh, first version just with the harpsichord, and that's the way it was performed. Mm -hmm. But when he started to write a score for the publisher, he promised to orchestrate for full orchestra and never did it. He just never did it. And so it was left in an unfinished form. Mm -hmm. Today, we do have two orchestrations, one with a classical orchestra, which was done in the 19th century in Germany. And the other one is for strings and harpsichord, which was actually never published. So we are not able to use that one. So we're going to use a version for the uh, Haydn's size of orchestra mm -hmm. to do that. And um, and it will be again first performance. Actually the whole concert, the whole program will be firstly done at Door Concert. Absolutely. Well, yeah. um, towards the end of his life, uh, when Haydn went back to Esterhausy, he had very few responsibilities except they asked that every year he uh, write a mass for the uh, princess, princess's name day. And so he would do that, and th this is where these great last six Masses come from. And uh, this Lord Nelson Mass is so-called because it supposedly was inspired by Nelson's victory. In fact, uh, Haydn had pretty much finished the Mass three weeks before that news came. However, uh, Lord Nelson did visit Esterhausy uh -huh. subsequently, and this Mass was performed. And uh, one of the striking features is the use of trumpets and timpani in the Benedictus. Bened the Benedictus movement is often very soft in its mood and feel for solo voices, um, and in this case, it's more of a shaking of the fist, kind of bless us sort of thing. Or else. Or else, exactly, <laughs> with uh, militaristic sounds from trumpets and timpani. But the vocal writing in this mass is incredible, particularly for the solo soprano. Um, and Haydn was such a gifted uh, composer for the voice. And so we're really going to have a ch chance to hear not only significant writing for the solo soprano, but then in Ariadne, significant uh, a piece dedicated for the mezzo-soprano voice. Right. And then 
In, and we should mention that the Apollo Chorus of Chicago will be returning for their fifth appearance at the Peninsula Music Festival. They've previously performed Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and Handel's Dixit Dominus, um, Haydn's The Creation, Bach's Mass in B minor. And so this is continuing a, a friendship there with the Apollo Chorus of Chicago. And then we conclude the program with Beethoven's Choral Fantasy, surely one of the most unique pieces in his output, if not in the output for piano and orchestra, because of its inclusion for chorus. And it comes from a particularly famous concert in music history in December of 1808, when Beethoven basically had a composition recital. It was called an academy, but it was a benefit for him. And he took this occasion to put on everything he had been working on, uh, including the Fifth Symphony and the Fourth Piano Concerto, and uh, movements from the Mass in C, and the Aria a Perfido, and all these wonderful things. There's a, a great quotation from a person who was there who said, There we sat in bitterest cold for four hours, and found by our own experience it is possible to have too much of a good thing. <laughs> but Beethoven felt compelled to have some grand conclusion that tied all of these forces together. And so, really, in short order, he put together this choral fantasy. And it began with a, a long piano solo section that he would have improvised and then later wrote down. And then a very fascinating melodic development. And, because the soloist basically represents somebody on a search or a mission. And the orchestra participates in suggesting the, the melodic content that the soloist seems to be searching for. And when they finally hit upon it, very much like happens in the Ninth Symphony, mm -hmm. then they're set. And Beethoven immediately gives it a beautiful series of variations between the piano and the orchestra. And then just like in the Ninth Symphony, having done that, the voices take over with a text of his own devising. And for that reason, even though it's sometimes uh, not given its full credit as a great work in comparison to his others, it's a tremendously important work when you see how he tried these things and then ultimately returned to the same process in the Ninth Symphony. So I it's a lot enjoy, of fun. I will enjoy listening to this concert. <laughs> Unless you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not going to serve any more wines. <laughs> yes, Victor did make his acting debut in uh, the concert I conducted this last. So, yes. so we'll give you a, a rest from your uh, acting pursuits for a little while. <laughs> you never know about the future, though. No, no, no. We cannot predict future. And